Welcome. Last one of the year. Maybe. Depends when I film next one. Did you notice the change in theme tune? Hiya, David. All right, and you all right? Yeah, good, mate. Nice one. I tell you what, Ryan, I thought this month would just be about laughing at FC United thinking of putting our places like getting one at the Bernabeu and mass calling it off via FaceTime, but obviously something's happened. Yeah, you'd have thought that would have been enough, wouldn't you? But I think I've said enough about FC United until I ask our guests the question that I will, because I think I spent about four days just tweeting about how crap they were. I know, but after that game, they took Rowenry, didn't they? They did. It was a prelude of what was to come. It was, wasn't it? What do you make of it all? Well, first of all, listeners, you may have noticed the change in intro. There is no one introducing us now, because as we know, Felly's left, and I will get splinters in my ass because I've been doing a lot of fence-sitting. However, I would like to say, I hope the board let it happen because there was no other option, because if there was a way around it and they still let it happen, I'll be, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, I've played ignorance with all of that. It's 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 a strange one because, in a way, it's been quite open about it all, but then in another way, it hasn't. It's all come one way with it, hasn't it? Um, it was a bit Facebook mum, wasn't it, about in the Facebook comments about two sides to every story and then the other person saying, I've got screenshots, but that seems to have all died down now. Um the, app- the appointment is really important, isn't it? Because we could go either way with it, couldn't we? Yeah, it'll all come out in wash. I will say we've we've recovered from similar things before. Like when Eskis left in 2012, Mikhail steered us through the season and then we, we were all right. The Peacock turned up. It was a bit boring for two or three years, but we were fine. I have an anecdote about that season as well, by the way. So September 2012, Eskith has his hip-hop doesn't come back. Oily leads us through the season. Now, this year I was playing for Lancaster City under-18s. Bear in mind, I couldn't even get in the first team for them. Towards the end of that season, the first team started struggling for a squad. And uh, we were training on the Giant Axe. And Mikhail comes and he starts. He had a lot of paper in his hand. He was doing a drill. We were in a line. Mikhail walks down the line. And he starts talking to people. He goes like, all right, David, how are you doing? You available Saturday? Oh, nice one. Sign this. All right, John, you available Saturday? Sign this. All right, Aaron, do you know what Saturday? No, sign this. All right, Ryan. All right, Sam, you available Saturday? Sign this. Just for a second, half a second, I thought it was happening. I thought we were going to be on bench at Garforth. <laughs> but oh, that's but no. Well, you might get signed up this, uh, this time around. You never know. I don't think so. I've not got the pace, even in a three. What do you make to... They're standing gaffers in their start. If they said guess which two people it's going to be, you'd have said those two, wouldn't you? They're the most experienced. Teague looks like he's loving it. I think he's just using it as the rest, isn't he? I think he is, you know. Um, obviously, Grandy's been playing, spoke to Teague, and he's like, well, someone needs to be on the side to give instructions. I don't think there was much of a fight between them. Because I think Teague's still getting injections into his knee. So I think it, it is working out all right for him. Safely the second best month of the season so far, better than the last two before it. It it wasn't looking that way to begin with, but we've turned it round and on an upward trajectory. And I think these two weeks might do us the world of good. Probably, I'm I'm sure the board thinks so as they look to get a replacement in. 
yeah, I think the break has come at a good time, really. Probably not results-wise, because if you're winning, you want to carry on, but it just gives the club time to get the appointment right if they want to appoint someone or they want to give it to Teague and Grandy to the end of the season, which I've got no issue with. But then it just gives the club time. And then we all know how this works at this level. Seven days gets put in on players. There probably will be a little bit of a player turnover. But again, you've got the time to sort all that out. So I think the break is probably not wanted on the playing side, but everything else, I'm sure it's come at the right time. Should we get our resident manor on, see what he thinks? Yeah, we'll get him on now. Good evening, Christian Sloan. Thanks for joining us. Good evening, David. We'll start with um, your signing with Lancaster. It happened in 2020. How did that come about? Um, it was a bit of a mad one, really, because I was getting a relegation scrap in the league below for Kendall Town, and that was the COVID year, so the season got curtailed and we somehow ended up staying up, and it was just that pre-season. Um, Felly actually slid into my Twitter DMs and just asked what I was doing and said it sounds fun and game, fun and games at Kendall, and yeah, rescued me almost. So I came in on trial. There was a few Barrow lads there, and yeah, I think I was on trial for four or five weeks, and luckily, yeah, got the nod. I think Rudders has always told me that he put in a good word for me with uh, with Felly, so. I guess I've got to shout Craig out here. Thanks for that, mate. But yeah, that was it, really. No wonder Craig put in a good word for you because I think he said on TikTok that you were the best player he's ever played against. Did he? Wow. Do you know what? I'm surprised he didn't drop in when he um, peeled off me at the back post, Dalton versus Harcourt Park. I'll let him describe that another day. Well, I was listening to his podcast when he did it and I was just waiting for it to pop up. He tells everyone else about it. We'll move on to the, the games in November then. Gainsborough at the start of the month, we'd beaten Morpeth and taken a point off Rylands at the end of October, but then we'd been beaten at Baseford, maybe unfortunately, and it was a similar story at Gainsborough. Very good examples of being on the wrong side of the margins somehow because we saved the pen at Gainsborough and then apparently cleared the danger. Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't a nice week or so, that was it. It was Baseford away on the Tuesday... And then Gainsborough away on the Saturday and we were really unlucky at bit well, unlucky, come putting the back of the net at Baseford. And then I felt like it was similar against Gainsborough for for an hour or so. But I think around that time it felt like to me every time we were at nil nil or winning, we were really good on top of the game, like didn't let teams breathe. But as soon as we went one nil down, I feel like something just switched and and we almost just went into a bit of self-destruct mode. So the Gainsborough prime example when the well they missed the penalty, didn't they? And then ended up getting a bit of a, a worldie from the rebound. And then for the rest of the game, I felt like it was just a half hour of us huffing and puffing, but never really created anything. But luckily, like since then, I feel like we've kind of changed that mentality a bit. And yeah, it's it's been uphill since then, really. FC United at home the week after they've never won at Giant Apps. We battered them. They they were as poor as I've ever seen them, to be honest. And we should have beat them. Nozzo missed a sitter. You don't see much of that. No, yeah. If you you could literally pick anyone in our squad for that to drop to, and we'd all probably say Nozzo. That's why you know we were all so shocked by it. But yeah, I feel like whenever we go to FC, we never get anything. But whenever they come to us, they never get anything. You know, we just kind of 
null each other out, don't we? But yeah, it was probably a weak FC. I think they were missing a few, to be fair to them. Um, but yeah, we, we we dominated again, but just couldn't couldn't get the winner, could we? So after four games on the spin without a goal or a win, the victory over Aston United needed to come that night. Otherwise, it could have been a long month. We needed a goal by any means necessary. And however fortunate that own goal was, we did enough in that game to warrant all three points. <laughs> yeah, it was literally just what we needed, something like that, wasn't it? Because it, it gets in your head. Like, lads, like, the lads know like it's been four, what, four or five games, you haven't scored and starts getting mentioned. And it does get in your head, to be fair. So it was that Ashton game just felt like such a, a relief almost. Like, and we, we deserve to beat them as well. In my opinion, we I feel like it was a good game. They had chances, but I felt like we were definitely the better team, and they're a good team as well. Ashton, they I feel like they should be probably higher than they are with the, the the players they've got. But yeah, that 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 just felt like when that own goal went in, I just thought, you know, hang on, our luck might be changing a little bit here. And yeah, thankfully, we all got in the change rooms at full time. It was just a bit of like a right relief. That's it. We've got the win. We've, we've scored a couple. Let's kick on now. You know, get put the past three, four games behind us and kick on. Did it feel a lot different to when we played them in the Cup? I was injured for the Cup game, I think. I think I was watching. But yeah, I feel like in the Cup game, I don't think we could really have any complaints. But playing in the game uh, the other week, I felt like we were on top of them for the, for all, for the full game. And like I said, they've got some quality players, especially like playing in midfield against their they're two or three in midfield. Like they're probably that's probably one of the better midfields in the league that you'll come up against. And I feel like we definitely held our own and even dominated them at times. So yeah. Was that centre forward playing in the league game? Gilchrist. He wasn't, thankfully. No, he, he didn't play. Um can't remember who they had up top in the in the league game. Only game you didn't play this month despite being on the bench was Presswich in Lancashire Trophy, three 0 win. Last time we played them, we put six past them to win the Lancashire Trophy. To be fair, that day they were up against Paul Dawson and Reese Turner, as well as the rest of us. This time it was professional, if not glamorous, and we still got a good chance of winning it. Yeah, hopefully, mate. It's a good, good football cliche to use. That wasn't it? It was a very professional display because um, they, do you know, press switch of like I don't really know, but the lads were saying like the lads that they had playing for them are all lads that were playing in our league four or five years ago. So um, it wasn't an easy game and you could tell from the first whistle they were getting wired in. Like there was a few, obviously, like elbows being left in, a few like strong tackles. And obviously you could see at the end the lad that got sent off for spatting, kicking Grandy. So they were definitely up for it. Um, but the lads were really good, really professional. And as well, it was great to see my mate Jamie back on the pitch as well after a very long, long spell out. So that was good for him as well. But yeah, if we can kick on in that, that'd be brilliant. You know, I was part of that team that won won it at, um, at the county ground and you might say it's a Mickey Mouse trophy or whatever or some might say that, but there's nothing better than winning winning a trophy like we are mates and at this level of football. So yeah, fingers crossed. And, and like you said, if we can get an away draw at Southport or whoever, yeah, even better. So this is where we'll move on to what was the big news of the month. Of course, Graham Lancashire took that game. Yeah. Did you all know at that point that something was around? No, so it was it was a weird one really because we travelled. It was me, Jamie, and Rudders travelled together. Um, Rudders didn't have a clue about anything at the time, so we just turned up as a as a normal game. Um, 
we got in the changing rooms and I think it was a few other lads were there and we were on the first ones there. It's a good sell straight away. Someone right and Lan- Lanky walks out and grabs Rudders and the lads break the news to us and we were like, nah, you're joking, like thinking they were just bantering or whatever. And then next minute they start telling like the story and then we think, oh, hang on, this is real. Um, and you know what it's like in a football dressing rooms. News spreads fast. Um, and then as Lanky read the team out and gave the team talk, he, he, he said at the start, he just addressed it and said, um, as you all probably know by now, Gaffer's gone. He kind of brushed over it at the time, which is fair enough because we had a game to play. But it was just a really weird atmosphere that night. Like, yeah, as I said, it was a professional performance, but thinking back even more so now, like, it was just a weird, weird atmosphere. Um, you could tell lads were gutted about it. I was gutted about it. And at the same time, I think we were all thinking, oh, this is a bit of a knee-jerk thing. Like, tomorrow it'll all blow over and it'll be back to normal. But then at, at full-time after the game, Lanky thanked us for our efforts and, and just said, um, you know, this is us done now as well. Um, like, we're following Feli out. And do you know what? I think that's, a few of us said, it's commendable on their behalf. Lanky, Rudders, um, Wolfie like showing their loyalties to Feli, you know, you don't get that a lot in football. Um, I bet a number of other clubs and their coaching staff, the assistant gaffer or whoever jump at the chance to, you know, get get in the driving seat. So yeah, fair play to them guys. What happened in the aftermath? Did you get a message off Feli personally? Yeah, so so Feli rang me the next day. I think he rang around all the lads the next day. And yeah, it was a difficult conversation, to be honest. I was kind of, like I said, I was I was hoping it was a phone call to say, oh, about last night, uh, we've, we've sorted our differences and, yeah, we're in training Thursday. But I could tell, by the way, I answered the phone and he started speaking that it was definitely not going, it was going the complete opposite way to what I was hoping. But, yeah, it was a difficult conversation because, you know, I'm, I see I see him as, like, a, a friend as well. Like, we've got on really well since I've come into the club. You know, he's been with me through some proper, really hard times for me. So it was quite um, quite emotional, to be honest, in, in the phone call. I could see, I could tell that he'd been upset speaking to lads. Um, and to be honest, he probably won't mind me saying he couldn't get off the phone quick enough because I think he was ready to go again. But but yeah, um, probably the perfect platform to thank him publicly for everything he's done. And I know all the other lads think the exact same. Um, I know I'm not putting words in anyone's mouth there. They, they think the exact same. So yeah. It was quite a seamless and predictable scenario that, that unfolded that it would be Teague and Grandy. How did that play? How did it play out? So that was the Tuesday and then the Thursday it got put in our group, the lads group, that, that Teague was going to do it for, for training on Thursday or something. I can't remember exactly, but we got down to training on the Thursday and the chairman was there and um, just got us in for a bit of a chat, just a quick chat to basically address a few things and then just tell us that Teague and Grandy were going to take over for Saturday. Um, we've had a great training session on the Thursday, like brilliant, you know, like obviously still a little bit taken back by the news, but then, you know, bounced back brilliantly. And, you know, we're all just like, our group is what you see from the outside looking in. We're all just a group of mates, really. We, we really are. And I think that's, again, credit to Feli and the dressing room he's, he's put together. I remember when I first joined, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here, but he had this rule, which was no dickheads. 
and he's always said that every, every season and it and it's like it's so true that there's literally not one bad <laughs> bad lad in the dressing room and everyone gets on well apart from Sam Bailey obviously but you know we ignore him but yeah I think that was credit to the lads the way we like kind of bounced back and then that led us into to the Saturday and I think it was before the game on the Saturday who did we play uh, Bradford Park yeah. is it yeah, before the game, that's when Teague and Grandy told us that um, they were going to be in charge for Saturday, Tuesday, um, and then I think reassessed from there. Um, but we were all we were all buzzing, buzzing with that news, and you know you, you see a lot of clubs at this level where a manager goes, a new manager comes in, brings all of his lads with him, and then that's the dressing room like disbanded. But I think by Keeping it in house with Teague and Grandy, you know that's kept the spirits high, and and lads are definitely buzzing with it. I know I am. Um, you know, you're playing for your mates, playing with your mates, and I think that's been represented by our performances since he took over. To be honest, yeah, you could see that in the game against Bradford Park Avenue. Obviously, like you say, it was the first game after coming from behind twice to earn a valued point. However the game will be fondly remembered for that referee performance and he oh. sent your best mate off for two yellows which weren't oh. two yellows. Honestly, I had just about erased him from my memory. I don't usually get rattled by refs. Like I'm, I'm usually like the one that kind of like chats to them through games and stuff and tries to get them on the side. Like, don't usually get rattled by them but this guy, oh, it's just like, when they're so arrogant with it as well, it just, it just drives you crazy. You couldn't say a word to him and, and I felt like towards the end of the game, he was just giving them decisions to try and wind us up even further. And yeah, obviously he's um, he sent Jamie off as well. Not not the first of his career, let's just say. So we'll move on to the final game of November. It was Whitby Town at home, a team banging form, but we were playing catch up on fixtures after getting to the first round proper of the FA Cup. Before we go into the game, uh, the referee was worried about a kick clash before the game. Did you notice a difficulty in telling each other about it? No, to be honest, I thought we would have done um, when we were saying before the game because I remember Rocky going out with our yellow away kit in a, in a big plastic box trying to give it to them and they were having none of it. So there was a, yeah, when we were warming up, I was looking and thinking, this isn't going to be easy, this. But to be honest, as soon as we started, I didn't even think twice about it, mate. And a changing formation and what transpired was one of the better performances of the season. Chances were few and far between, but a more clinical eye saw us win. And the only sour note was the late consolation as defensively as well. They didn't really get a look in. It was an all round good performance. Yeah, exactly that, mate. You know, I, I actually said after the game, you know, that was a perfect performance apart from the goal we conceded, like, which was a bit of a, it was a worldly ball by their fullback that had come on that just ended up dropping over Kalen's head, I think it was. It was a good finish because he's a good strike as well, that, that nine. Um, but yeah, it was a perfect performance. I think first half, we were, we looked good on the ball and, um, I think even, even at nil nil, we weren't getting frustrated. We, we, I think we all believed that it was going to come. And then, yeah, second half, we, came out with a bit more firepower and and yeah I've got a question for you it's about last season do you know yeah. when we played Ashton United away yes. and you came off injured you was running the London Marathon the day after did you think that was in doubt I w no it was actually the week after that I did the marathon because I, I missed the last game of the season so Ashton was second last and then it was Geisley last game of the season and I had the marathon on the Sunday it wasn't really in my head to be honest but it, I got quite a nasty kick and, and there was like a big lump, an egg came up on my shin 
and all the lads, like, I sat down and the lads just said straight away, what, like, don't even, I think we were 4-1 up at the time, because it was a bit of a freak game that as well, wasn't it? Um, all the lads were just saying, don't even push it, mate. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to actually be sensible for once in my my life here and, and go off and listen to my body. And I'm glad I did. But as as soon as the ne- I woke up the next day and it had gone down, so yeah, I was really happy with that. Also that day, you ended up wearing um, a nun's <laughs> habit and you've also had a bucket hat on this season. Uh, what's your next planned head? I don't know. It depends what you boys were all wearing last game of the season, doesn't it? I think I think it's going to have to go off that. So if you if you bring some good Dave or Ryan on the last, last away game of the season, just know that when we get the winner, I'll be on the hunt for it. If that's the case, it'll be tasty because it's FC United. We were saying before this break, although it was only meant to be 10 days, turning into two weeks, probably for the board, it's a it's a good thing. How are you feeling about it? Uh, for me, yeah, because it gives me a chance to rest my groin because I've, I'm still fighting through that, really. Um, so it's a nice little shutdown for me. But I think after, after the Whitby performance, it is a bit disappointing having to wait two weeks, you know, because... I feel like that was probably our best footballing performance of the season. Um, maybe apart from the Macclesfield game earlier in the season. So it is a shame not to keep that momentum going. But, you know, is it, it's mask, isn't it, the next one? So perfect chance for us, you know, against the team team below us. Um, and yeah, get, hopefully get a bit of revenge for the, the first time postponement. I'm going to ask you a question about Christmas now. Um, we've all seen the stories of professional footballers training on Christmas Day. And obviously at that level, their food intake is monitored meticulously. At our level, how do you prepare to play on box? <laughs> how do you want me to answer this? Answer it how you want, then decide if you want it to stay. <laughs> no, um, it's, a, it's a weird one, really, because on a, for me, I, I never really like have a big drink on Christmas Day. I always just usually have like a couple of beers in the afternoon and just rely on rely on the food really. But I think since I've started playing like for Lancaster and Kendall, I think we had a Boxing Day game. <sighs> Treat it normally, but enjoy yourself as well. You know, you can't, I can't, you can't restrict yourself completely. You've got to enjoy some aspects of Christmas, but not to the point where you, you know, pigging out absolute slob. You know, full crate of beer down, but. For me, like if I can enjoy it, have a couple of drinks in the afternoon, enjoy my Christmas dinner, a little bit of a little bit of a buffet in the evening, then yeah, absolutely. And it's never affected me before on the Boxing Day game. And the New Year one, I'm not a massive New Year's Eve fan anyway, so I probably will, I'll probably be in bed by midnight for that anyway. We'll do it properly this Christmas because we've not won on Boxing Day since 2008. 2008. I've never seen it happen. Right, right I'll be on. Um, I'll be on pasta for Christmas dinner and then pasta for the buffet and plenty of carb drinks and electrolytes throughout the day to keep me hydrated. <laughs> nice one. Put that one in, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I want your Boxing Day celebration when you score the winner is to run over to us and just like pretend to like eat a plate of food. You do that for me, won't you, crazy mate? Yeah, as long as, as, long as you've got a cheese board there waiting for me, mate. <laughs> oh, else, Dave? That's, that's all from me, mate. Thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me and thanks for your your support as well this season and previous seasons. It's very much appreciated. Is that a, a fellow thing? Did he, does he make you think that there's loads of us when there's like eight of us? <laughs> <it's been in? laughs> 
Oh, I was laughing at that. Was it you that tweeted about making you sound like... Who was it that made you sound like? I think I said Napoli or something like that. Yeah. No, you know what? It's just... I appreciate it's, it's I appreciate it, but um, it, it does play into our ego more than anything. It, but the thing is, though, when you lot are on song on an away day, you don't really get many other travelling fans that are as loud and, you know, as boisterous as that. So it goes a long way. It, it, it gets recognised. It's just the, the the Tuesday nights at the Giant Axe for a boring nil nil when you can you know <laughs> you can't really get the crowd going as well, can you? Can't hear us of at church bells. Yeah, and lads aren't full of ale either. Think it helps that I am a foghorn and I should have gone down with Titanic. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Dave. We'll try and live up to it on Boxing Day, mate. Thanks for coming on. Look forward to it. Thanks a lot, lads. Cheers, Cheers. Dave. Cheers now.